You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Another episode of the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. I am your host, Jeff Paul, human potato of comedy. My guest today is a Canadian comedy award nominee, a comedian, and a goddamn all-around good guy. Alex Wood is in the house. Alex Wood, how are you today, buddy? Hi, I would like to remind your listeners to vote for Alex Wood Quits Everything for the Canadian Comedy Award for Best Audio Series against Never Sleeps Network's very own Vesta Friends. We were going to get to that, um, <laughs> but uh, guys, he's up for a Canadian Comedy Award. He's got a podcast called Alex Wood Quits Everything. I'm pretty sure you've quit the podcast since, have you not? Season one is over. Yep. Season one? Well, you're going to do this every year? Something like that. What are you, like, you're just going to find new shit you can quit? Well, I'm debating doing another season two the way I did season one. It's an arc. It's 12 things that are continuous or just every month picking something, which really allows me to start picking incredibly hard things and weird things. Did you just do it for a month or do it for the whole stretch? Do it for a month to see what it's like, because that is where you start to see the physical and mental Uh, gotcha, gotcha, benefits. For instance, hot water. You're going to quit hot water. It'd be very interesting. And if you Google quitting hot water, the health and mental health benefits are staggering and surprising. Really? How do you make noodles, though? (laughs) I made that noise, but I want you to know I genuinely loved that joke. I really, really enjoyed that that joke. And maybe you include that part of it, too. Yeah, I guess we're quitting pasta, too. (laughs) Enjoy your frozen coffees. (laughs) Yeah, tea? That's all hot water. You're a tea guy and a coffee guy. Would you quit all that too? No, no. No, no. you would just qu- you would just shower in a cold shower every day. That would be No, because boiling can't be that bad for the environment. They're not using that much energy. I don't think I would quit that stuff. Well, what are you quitting then? I'm confused. Why I would quit hot water? No, well, like are you just taking cold showers? That That would be it, yeah. But it's not drinks, not cooking. I mean, you made me think of it in a whole other way, so maybe I would have to. It was just off the tip of my tongue here. I haven't formulated my exact plan for season two yet well i hate to get in your head about it then maybe could i come in as like a guest spot sometime i see that's uh, what i'd love to do. guest star <laughs> yeah i'd love to have somebody quit something with me ah also you came on the podcast but your turnaround in um your november was so or was it october it was so november, impressive november me. november did uh did uh yeah i've been slowly falling back into my old ways but slowly so it's uh hopefully i can Nip it in the bud before we get out of control again. I was going to boxing four times a week and I was completely straight edge. And in October or in the fall, I was looking at you like, I wish I had the self-restraint of Jeff Paul. (laughs) I really was. I was like, oh man, this is a guy who's got it figured out. I could quit drinking again, but I don't, uh, I don't find it a problem for me. So I don't need to quit it. You know, like I find it a problem like, uh, like health-wise, maybe it's not the best thing I'm doing for me, but like addiction-wise, uh, I don't think it's out of control. I was at one point in my life, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm really calmed down from like, say, 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, I was post-divorce and having a good time. Yeah, that's not your fault. <laughs> if I get divorced, I'm fucking drinking yeah, for the first yeah. time in two and a half years. Can I could have a few sips. If my girlfriend, uh, Laura, and I get into a dispute about groceries, I start looking at the bar. (laughs) Like, oh, the pain is too much. I got to do it. Uh, Cherry tomatoes are $6? What the fuck? How long have you been quit uh, the booze? Uh, December 19th, 2015 was my last drink, so about two and a half years. That was right before your birthday, too, was it not? Yeah, it was three days before. (laughs) I should know that faster. It's three days before my birthday. So what's your birthday on then? The 22nd? 22nd, yeah. Three days before my 29th birthday. You got ignored a lot as a kid around your birthday, eh? You know, everyone says that, but uh, the combining presence is huge. Yeah, you get bigger presents than your brother? What do you got sibling-wise? I have an older brother uh, who was born in March and a younger sister who was born in January. Uh, right in the middle, eh? Yeah, they obviously they got some like spring shit going on, my parents. They really got at it. <laughs> got after it. I don't want to say go at it. And my ex-wife, all her, her and her siblings all born in like October, November. I was like, well, I know how your parents are keeping warm in the winter, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> it's gross. Parents shouldn't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Once their parents, keep it in your pants. Did you ever hear your parents fucking when you were a kid? That's always jarring, eh? Mm, they got divorced when I was six, so that worked out perfectly for me. Then you had to hear them fuck other people, right? 
No, they were really good about that. Yeah. At least keeping it quiet. I actually had a bit about how everyone is so scarred if they walked into their parents having sex. If I walked into my parents and having sex when I was 10, <laughs> I would be like, oh my God, are you two getting back together? Are we going to be a real family? <laughs> but it never happened, eh? Why'd they get divorced? Because of you? Uh, for sure. Specifically me. Not even all three kids. Not even all three Straight kids. It was specifically me. I know it. I don't even think they know it. So almost two and a half years now. No drinks. Uh, what else have you quit? So I haven't, uh, cocaine is about. Longer than that? Longer, oh, just over three years now. Yeah. Um, weed is about uh, 24 hours now. <laughs> Don't uh, worry, I got one rolled up for <laughs> Thereabouts. <laughs> porn is now at like six months. Yeah, you didn't go back to porn once the season ended. No, right? I haven't chewed my nails. Um, <clears throat> That's a good one to get rid of. I used to chew my nails pretty bad, and I'm very happy I don't do that it's anymore. It's so gross when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially yeah. living in a big city. Yeah, yeah. Just touching everything and then oh, I can't, uh, sticking I can't your even fingers in your mouth. I believe how I did it all the time. I don't know how I don't have like dysentery or, <laughs> or jaundice. You got like very short nails. You just, you cut them all the time so now? that's the thing. Or? I trim them as soon as. Like as soon as they, like yeah. I, I let mine grow till too long. And then I'm like, ah, shit, I better cut these. Well, do you know what I've done? The couple times I have chewed them since uh the podcast ended was literally maintenance and i was like that's a lazy way to live my <laughs> just friend. get up and get some clippers yeah exactly speaking of clippers i almost broke up with a girl i came out of my bathroom she was cutting her nails on my fucking like sitting like her foot on my coffee table and i was like no 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 i go that happens in the fucking bathroom that's the only place you cut your goddamn nails man toenails fingernails you cut them in bed for all i give a no, shit i can't stand that fucking noise man people on the subway clipping their nails like oh the fact for some you, reason that one's the awful. fact you have a fucking toenail or a nail clipper on your keychain you're a piece of shit okay you haven't seen that <laughs> i've seen yeah on the keychain man and the, they got that little fucking like chain ring at the end and oh you get the fuck out of here man where are those bodies buried that oh. is a serial murderer yeah like, oh man ugh, ugh. anyway but that noise that that click you know yeah i guess so i think you gotta got a real deep on a nail to hear it i always uh my my nails are always cut after a shower or like i do the dishes they're nice and soggy you know, I don't like to, I don't like the snap of a nail cutting. Oh, okay, I see it. But I thought you weren't supposed to snap them. If they're supposed to go in like little, little, little ones, so they don't do that. Yeah, but when if your hands are like after they've been wet, they're nice and they're easier to. Well, that was another reason too with the clippers. I wanted to start getting on it uh, as soon as they were at all. That's another reason I wanted to get on the clippers. <laughs> old old trick, boys. In the biz. I'll do as many takes as I need We're to. We're not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though, for going back. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we'd be shit all over my podcast technique. Um, Can't afford editors. <laughs> but yeah, when I would clip my nails, I would do a horrible job. So yeah. that's why I started doing it as soon as it came... Like any so sort of ability. In? Yeah, because if they were too long, I would clip and the whole thing would fucking come off. I always hate when you cut like too deep and then you just, you got that sting for- It hurts. You go for chicken wings, your whole night's ruined. <laughs> Specifically chicken wings. I hated when I chewed my nails playing basketball because it would be like, oh, guys, I got to sit this next game out. Like, you hurt your ankle? I'm like, no, I chewed my nails and the ball got past me pretty aggressively. Put me down for a few minutes. All right. Oh, it was awful. Okay, so nail biting, cocaine- uh, you quit sugar for just the podcast, I take it, right? You're back on the sugar? But you know what? The few times I've had like straight up candy since then, it's disgusting to me. Yeah, I'm not a candy guy. I do like, uh, I like gummy candies. Those like, are actually less sugar I'll, than the sugar coated ones. I'll suck on a sour key for a while. Well, that, that, that one, yeah. <laughs> That's like probably as much as a can of Coke or some shit. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, I've had it a few times. It's not, it's not for me. I'm, I'm starting to remember some things about like bringing things in moderation mm -hmm. gossip is the one that my brain the most gossip and social media when yeah. i go to do them now that the podcast is over my brain still screams like don't do this it's fucking awful did and it scream before we started recording you got pretty gossipy in here eh well yeah i had to shit on a few people <laughs> i'm starting to recognize when it's when it is needed and when it is not needed and that was definitely needed uh anyway did you hear the news i mean no, i've got nothing <laughs> i saw you perk up for a bit you're like oh i'm gonna get some i'll juicy. still listen to whatever the fuck people bring my way you know i can't i can't stop people from talking to me uh too good so you're slowly you're going back into some stuff we're eating some sugar not much though yeah it's not like you're like Cutting com sugar completely out, that's pretty much everything. 
It is everything. And you have to uh, be willing to uh, sacrifice any meal you don't cook for yourself. That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to when you quit sugar. I had uh, a Portuguese chicken place that I knew grilled their chicken, didn't put anything on it, and then give me some broccoli and some beets. And it was a prisoner's meal that I had four times a week for the last three months of my podcast. And I was I was ready to snap by the end of it. But I think quitting sugar, you can easily do by just saying to yourself, like, okay, I'm going to quit soda. I'm going to quit anything unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit the soda too, man. Oh, it's unbelievable how immediate that can come in. The only time I have, uh, the only ha- time I have pop now is uh, if I go to the movies because I, I went there with a water one time, just watching a like sitting in a movie theater, and I'm always high as a kite at the movies too. I'm just sitting there like watching Avengers, drinking a water. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I need a soda pop for this. Oh, man, I love going to the movies with a bottle of water and some sunflower seeds. <laughs> Sitting back. Just spitting them on the floor. <laughs> Send the boy in to clean them up. Do you clean up after yourself after a movie? Or you leave your shit? Mm, I only go to a movie so I don't have to clean up yeah, after myself. Yeah, fucking throw your stuff on the ground and get the fuck out of there. That, that is one of the few <laughs> things in society that I feel we should all have the ability to do. We're creating jobs. Those guys are waiting at the end of the movie to come in there and sweep up. Yeah, no, no Roomba. Yeah, is, well, that, is that what they're called? Uh, the, the automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No well, Roomba's doing that. Well, there, you, there's way too much thinking you, that you goes need one it. on every level. There's stairs, and they can't collect an <laughs> entire bag of popcorn in a used condom. There's no way they're getting everything. <laughs> You're using condoms in the theater? No, of no, course. I Ever like, in barebacks in the movie? Yeah, yeah. I like blowing that on the seat too. <laughs> need that for the next guy. <laughs> Oh man! Let the, and then after you release, you say, "Let the kid clean it up," just like, just like you just did. It's been many. Have years you ever since, came in a movie theater? It's been many years since I ejaculated in a movie theater. I don't want to um, speak out of turn, but we are of a different generation. I believe you and I are ages. Yeah, separate. what year were you born? Eighty-six. Oh, I was born in eighty. Yeah, see that we are right on. Everyone talks about the difference between millennials, Generation Y. I've seen a big difference between generations that were used to to the point of normalcy coming in movie theaters versus people that are like that's very foreign to me and i think that's one of them i don't i it wasn't by my own hand i didn't go I, to like a porno well i get that <laughs> i'm not Wee herman over I here get that. the older i get the less you know weird i think that is mm-hmm. i think I, I i you know you see scarlett johansson in the avengers there's no one in a noon showing jerk off in the theater <laughs> well, what's the difference but if you get full-on blown in a movie theater i'm like i think that's against the law yeah well now, the first one's probably against the law too i yeah 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 <laughs> Sir, i just the jerked off. definitely against the law but you, you need a special kind of date for that this was a long time ago this was before the fucking there were steps in theaters man this was the old slope theaters you could really hide back there. <laughs> Explain this to me. You don't know the... Uh, Movie theaters haven't always had stairs? No. You don't remember this? They used to be like a slope. And Fuck. then you could like just just see over the chair in front of you sometimes. And you get some big fucker sitting in front of you. You're like, what Yikes. Never. Oh, no. it, it, was, uh, it was a rough time for us early 80s kids. Let me tell you. How many times did you... Do you remember this, Alex? Wood or <laughs> Alex Ross? We got two Alexes here. We're the same age. Alex Ross? So 86. So yeah, he's not used to it. But he still knew what a, a sloped theater was. Where'd you grow up? I thought we were back to coming in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. It's the the slope was great because the cum would just roll down. <laughs> <the air. laughs> yeah, I remember when the first yeah. stepped movie theater came to uh, St. Catharines. We were fucking blown away. Stepped movie theater. Yeah, like because it was shit. always a shitty slope. And uh, but yeah, the steps were like this is revolutionary. I'm I'm curious to know if Alex is from a small town. I don't want to make this about Alex Ross. Alex Ross? Then I don't get it. Maybe I maybe I had been in several sloped theaters. Uh, if you go to University Theater, is that what it's called up on Bloor? I don't know. No, no, it's an actual movie theater uh, on Bloor Street. But there's still one theater that's the old slope. I was in it for uh, when Tarantino put out the what was it? The Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight in seven seventy millimeter. You could go see it in this old theater, oh, and it's a like a projector. Yeah, it's on a projector. It's an old, slopey theater, and uh, it sucked. I had to sit behind somebody I couldn't see over. <laughs> I'm gonna go there uh, definitely later tonight. Now it sounds like a, to jerk off, but I just realized. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm so into it. Let's do it for sure. They still got a few of those. Yeah, what is it? Hot Docs Ted Rogers Cinema. I don't even know if that's it. Whatever. 
Anyway, enough about jerking off and getting blown in the movies, all right? Uh, let's get down to what happened to Alex Wood that you had to quit all this shit to begin with, eh? We'll start right at the beginning. As you know, an avid listener of the Potato Files. <laughs> um, you were born in Ottawa area, right? I was born in Sault Ste. Marie, oh, Ont- Sault Ste. Ontario. Uh, steel town, paper mill town. Both of those have closed subsequently, and now it's just a town. <laughs> just a town holding <laughs> just on. A, just a town. Hold on to not a lot. They did a Vice documentary a few months ago about Sault Ste. Marie, and it was called Steel Town Down. And I was like, look, you can talk about the crystal meth problem in my hometown. Please, more creative on the name. Please do not do this. I, was I thought Sault Hamilton Sault was Steel Town. It's a steel town. Uh, maybe it's Steel City, or maybe that's Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Hamilton's known as Steel Town, but so is Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh Steel Town or Steel City? Steel Town, for sure. I don't fucking know. It's not the most original name. You got to realize we're not talking about like, sorry, which one's the city that never sleeps? Yeah, they're steel workers. They got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> steel City. We're Steel City. You got to be Steel Town. We want a war. Bring your overalls. Um, Saint Marie people just steal shit. So. It's true. It's very true. I would feel safer walking in Queen Street in Toronto at three in the morning than I would Queen Street in Sault Ste. Marie anytime. I always walk down Queen Street. I never feel unsafe on, in this city. I, I I never do. Yeah. There was one street I went down in this city, to out, down by Fillmore's, and I remember going down, and I was like, it reminded me of that uh, cul-de-sac from Training Day. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah I know. Like, everything like, you're saying. Everyone was out in the street, and these guys are like yelling to me, see if I wanted drugs and shit. Like, what you need, man? What you need? I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Fillmore's is that one area... <laughs> Yeah, it's got like two, three, four bad blocks. Like yeah, Sherborne in general, I don't feel unsafe, but I don't feel safe. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'll say about Sherborne. Get down by Moss Park, it gets pretty sketchy. But even like the sketchy people, they don't fuck with you here. Oh, you got to really put yourself out of your yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're getting fucked over by a like a street person, you've done something to them. You know? Agreed. Could not agree more. We're, they're very polite here. Do you have any change? No, thank you very much. I picked drugs at Ontario and Sherborne at like. 3 30 in the morning one night and the guy i was walking there with he goes what the fuck are we doing here i was like we got 40 bucks on us man who gives a shit that's where you get 40 bucks for the drugs so yeah i mean then i moved but i grew up in ottawa i moved there when i was about six what'd your parents do so my uh dad worked at the aforementioned paper mill ah. my mom worked for customs because sault Ste. marie is a twin city with sault Ste. marie michigan okay so i could all growing up i could always throw like a baseball at america it was that close yeah i grew up in a border town it's fun i yeah. liked it uh, I like it too. And then I moved to Ottawa with my mom and my brother and my sister when I was six. My oh, mom. The parents split. That's why you left. Yeah. And they did it the right way, though. They told us that they were, uh, nothing was going on between them. Everything was still fine. And we were just moving. And then we said, why not with dad? And then they said, he'll come. And then <laughs> 10 years later, told us they were getting divorced. <laughs> Didn't affect me or my relationships at all. Break it to him slow. Yeah. Did you maintain Do you think a my relationship? girlfriend's cheating on me? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Fuck, I gotta go. Did you uh, maintain a relationship with your, ooh, with your dad? Sorry. Yep. Oh, see him all the time. Uh, he was just here. Is he uh, still in the Sioux? He is still in the Sioux. Now Where's he runs he? his own carpet cleaning business. It's called Algoma Clean Dry. Algoma. Where does he get that name? Something about Sioux Saint Marie. It was called Algoma Steel Mill. The oh, university okay. is called Algoma. Oh, okay. I don't know what Algoma is. Sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog level. <laughs> uh, how often would you get up to the Sioux then? That's not all a, the time. It's an easy every trip, Christmas is, it? is nine hour drive from Ottawa. My single mom would drive for the nine hours from Ottawa to Sault Ste. Marie with me, my older brother, my younger sister, a 90 pound dog and a cat all in this uh, old Jeep. And it was so much fun for us and so awful for her. <laughs> you know, when you get to be an adult and you look back at things from your childhood, specifically with your parents, but I don't know how you didn't just fucking grab the wheel and hard turn us in. What would your mom do once she got there? Oh, drop us off, stay the night and get the fuck back to Ottawa and be like, I'm going to miss <clears> you kids. But then obviously, and how, you, I guess because you're going that far to an extended stay. Yeah, so like she would come with us and stay for Christmas, but then she would drop us off there. But where the would summers. she stay? Like with your dad yeah, yeah, and everything? Yeah, everything was cool? Like my yeah, parents won't that, talk to each other. They won't look at each still. other. Still. Yeah, still. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know parents like that from divorce. When did they get divorced? Were you young? Buddy, this was like uh, 1994. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like my dad will not fucking look at her if she's in the same room. <laughs> it's nuts, man. Shit. And we're, uh, I got a wedding coming up. It's at my dad's cottage. And he's like, she's not coming. I'm like, well, then you're not fucking coming. And he's like, okay, well, she can come then. 
Yo, this is great. Yeah. Yo, he, this is great. Yeah, Yo, he, you got to parent trap this. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's like, she's not spending the night here. I'm like, obviously, man. <laughs> like, fucking, we'll get her a place. Don't I worry. I like how he's talking like he'll have to fend her off with a stick, too. Like, yeah. she's so eager. She's not sleeping here. <laughs> well, Dad, you're going to break she, her heart. She's been after this dick for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her I'm remarried. <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic! Yeah, so this will be a fun show. I, I don't. My my mom got um, she got uh, she got into it at my last wedding. So not with him, but with the bartender. They made real good friends real quick. <laughs> oh, when you said got into it, I thought you meant they no, fought. Got into the booze and made a big scene, and I was like, I don't really big need big scene. That. How I'm so she was just like made it about her and like how she just felt like she was being left. I'm like, this is my wedding. This is nothing to do with you. Like, fucking calm down, you know? I have heard so many stories recently about uh, mothers of the groom, uh, sisters of the bride being so fucking like, oh, I thought this only happened in movies. I can't believe it. This is just fucking sit back, eat your fucking meal, put some money in a goddamn envelope and go home. That's all you got to do. Tap the goddamn glasses (laughs) when a fucking eight-year-old wants to get up and... Yeah, so... uh... I don't know, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything's uh, on the up and up. That's for your sake. I'm hoping this goes it'll, it'll horribly. Be, yeah, it'll be, there's only going to be 25 people at my wedding, so I'm sure we can. That's do all the more control. chance for them to actually. Have to go <laughs> That's horrible for your situation. You need a 300 person. Oh, uh, so funny, man. Because I got a. I also have a, an estranged brother who, uh, at my first wedding, he was only estranged from my parents. Now he doesn't talk to me either. But. Uh, but I remember in my speech, I was like, oh, it's just great to have everyone here. I got my, my brother here. I got my dad over there. I got my mom way over here. You said that? In my speech. That's so funny. And I Good said, uh, divided we stand is our family motto. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's one of the best wedding toasts I've ever heard. Didn't even see it. I also, I also told my wife that she looks so beautiful. I just hope my second wife is this beautiful on our wedding night. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> That one's prophetic. <laughs> you didn't have any idea that that would be true. No, no, and I'm doing all right. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, look, if I'm picking between your wives <laughs> for a desert island. <laughs> oh, too good, too good. Oh, that's amazing. You're uh-huh. great. You're the greatest. Yeah, yeah. So um, A lot of the times you talk, I want to interject before you ask your next yeah. question. You sound funnier from when you weren't a comedian, to be honest with you. I don't want to be insulting. Oh, I uh, I, I took nothing serious no, just my entire life. Okay. Everything was always funny. But you joke. legitimately sound like the f- the funniest person before they started comedy of everyone I know. <laughs> I always ask everybody else, you know, what? our friends, I'm like, oh, were you the, in class? They're like, oh, I was good at hockey. I'm like, why the fuck are you a comic? <laughs> I had a lot of practice of being a non-comic because I didn't start till I was 31. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was just always needing an, an outlet. That's such true. Yeah, they put a microphone in front of me. I think my wedding speech was over 20 minutes. Did they laugh? When they got big laughs. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I got real big laughs. (laughs) Oh, that's terrific. I can't get over a couple of those lines. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'll I'll dig up the video for you sometime. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my hope chest. Uh, Here's hoping she doesn't cheat on me with a cop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. Turned out saying everything that would happen. Just glad I'm not one of those fucking losers with a beard at this thing. (laughs) I've seen the photos. I remember. Oh, too good. So mom drives you nine hours, then drives home, and then dad's got to drive you back? No, mom would always pick us up. She'd I always don't know how the fuck it? he got away with that now that Jesus I think of it. Jesus Christ. How much did she need to get rid of you guys? <laughs> well, I mean, single mom raising three kids who are separated from so, Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drive them out to you. Just oh, yeah. fucking take yeah. them for a oh, week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. With the dog and the cat, too. She dropped the dog and cat off, too? Like, take yeah. them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet she probably didn't even go home. That nine hours. She probably just went somewhere else. To, right into America. For hung, sure. Yeah, hung out for a week. <laughs> for sure. Did that. I, I didn't. I never realized the Sioux was a border town. Probably because I haven't been there yet. Did you guys like do a lot of cross-border stuff? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's better. My dad is an avid golfer. So my brother loved golf when I was a kid. I didn't like <laughs> getting uh, in trouble, let's say. So I would be dragged to golf. We were members of the Sioux St. Marie, Michigan golf and country club okay because at this point uh the paper business was doing very well (laughs) Uh, the paper mill only made paper for america when the canadian dollar was at like 64 cents oh shit and they had stock options like my dad looked like he was on base to retire a millionaire and then the future eh? then china (laughs) and, and stuff i don't really know how to analyze it i just know china and stuff 
Uh, but yes, we'd go to Sioux, Sioux, Michigan all the time. There's a Mexican restaurant in Sioux St. Marie, Michigan called The Palace. It's legendary amongst my family because it's so delicious. And, you know, we'd run guns and smuggle cocaine and yeah, stuff like that. As you do. We uh, we would always cross for uh, just pizza and wings. Like Niagara Falls, New York, like the Buffalo, that whole stretch was like the best pizza and wings you can get. And then all these places would take Canadian money at par. It was weird. You go to a different country for dinner and you run into people you know. Like, hey, you know, like. Oh, 100%. But uh, then 9-11 changed all that shit. I still got buddies that still go over like probably once a week. Sorry, what do you mean uh, (laughs) (laughs) 9-11? My new favorite character, guy who just, 9-11 missed him. It was in his peripherals of uh, events. Oh, I was on spring break. Uh, you know, the guy kind of guy who would miss 9-11 also spring breaks in September. That's, that's the guy we're talking Body, about. I was on an all-inclusive. I didn't see shit. <laughs> Did you hear about it when you got back? Something about Afghanistan? I don't know. No, man. Like, oh, we, we had to stay an extra week, but that was cool. <laughs> oh, too funny. What about uh, you got religion growing up? I went to a Catholic school. I went to St. Elizabeth Seton, St. Patrick's. But was it a religious household or was it just... Mm, We went to church on Sundays. Yeah, every Sunday? Yeah, my mom is religious, but not overtly religious. And I remember we were about 13 years old when all of the three of us said like yo we're not going anymore i don't this is kind of fucking dumb yeah (laughs) she was heartbroken (laughs) uh my sister told her that she was an atheist about five years ago it also made my mom heartbroken she's like i didn't think you would be an atheist but she's never see the difference between catholic and what we are roman catholic is it's none of the like you're shunned you're gone from the family roman catholics are very big on the whole like yeah repent on your deathbed you'll be fine yeah 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 that's the that's the loophole I told my mom I was an atheist. She didn't take it too well. I was still too scared to tell my grandma. There's certain things with your grandparents. Why would yeah. you? Yeah, uh... grandma, Jesus is great. Way to yeah. go. Let's go, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, last conversation I had with my grandfather was actually a month ago. He was in, uh, he had to come to Toronto. Susan Marie doesn't have stuff to deal with cancer. He has cancer. Oh. Uh, 84 years old. So obviously someone pulled a Shug Knight and infected him with cancer. <laughs> There's no way he just contracted it. But uh, so he was in here to talk to specialists and stuff like that. And we were talking the whole time. There's so much stuff I didn't tell him. Yeah. My grandma, when I was promoting the podcast on my other side, my mom's mom, who's been, uh, she's a lovely, terrific woman. She's the only artist other than me in the family, but she is a raging alcoholic. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't- And you were just too embarrassed to tell her you quit anything. <laughs> oh, she's still- gr- She honestly grinds me harder than any one of my friends. Every time I see her, she's like, you still off the sauce? And I'll be like, yeah, grandma. And then More she goes, for grandma. More for me. She loves it every fucking time. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're a marvel of medical science. How old is she? Fucking like 86. Still boozing, eh? Oh, well, so she's been cut off from the family. The rule is now she can have wine at dinner and stuff like that, but you can't take her to the LCBO. (laughs) She knows it. And it's actually really cute, too, because every time we leave Swiss Chalet, she'll be like, can we just make... And this is the best part. This is how you know you're doing with a real... She says groceries. Can we stop (laughs) for some groceries? It's like a sitcom, right? Can we stop for some groceries? You got enough wine already at dinner, Grandma. Like Now beer is available in some grocery stores in Ontario, which is a long time coming, but uh, good for Grandma. Oh, yeah. We've told everyone at her nursing home, just start wearing a Kevlar vest. (laughs) They sell alcohol at the grocery store now. You're not going to survive. She's going to start shooting up the place. If she's in a nursing home, I guess you can't really drink in there. She's probably going to... Happy hour. Oh, really? They have a happy hour, yeah. Fuck. But I don't think they let them. I don't think they're like doing keg stands and shit at the happy yeah, hour. Yeah, 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 just a couple shots here. Take Eggnog, what to have wash, you. Wash down your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, man. Um, good student? No. No? So what I did was every year I told my parents that next year will be important and I will start trying. So when I was in grade seven, I'd be like, grade seven doesn't matter. It's grade eight before high school. And then they were like, oh, they said grade eight. I was, it turns out it only matters in high school. And then I said, grade nine doesn't matter. Grade 10 doesn't matter. Grade 11 doesn't matter. Grade 12 came up. They're like, you're going to work at a car wash now, son. Let's see grade 12 matter. And then I was like, yeah, put in minimal effort. Ontario Scholar. Got to uh, shove it down everyone's throats. Too funny. Did you play sports growing up? Yeah, not well. No? I love sports. And I played since I was a kid, all of them. you got that joke about playing goalie and uh, 
your lazy eye, whatever it is. Yeah, so like one game I would let in a goal from the other team's blue line, <laughs> and then the next game I'd like stop a penalty shot, we'd win one nothing, and I made 40 saves, and everyone's like, what, what the fuck happens to you? And I'm like, I had a good eye day. And they're like, good eye day? What are you talking about? They, they both wanted to work today. It was great. I remember when I was a kid, I was playing goalie. This is like novice house league. It was when everyone, you rotated who the goalie oh, yeah. was, and the, the, the team just had sweaty old equipment. The brown, go- the yeah, brown yeah, equipment. Yeah, the brown pads. And uh, I remember this. they shot it from the other end, and I tried to like jump in the air and land on it. <laughs> and it just went right oh, under shit. me while I was airborne. Oh, shit, that's funny. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so good. I didn't expect that. Yeah, from the other end. I was like, okay, I'm not the goalie anymore. <laughs> oh, that must have looked like you were scared jumping out of it. I was like, like ah! You know, if that was a sport... <laughs> You'd be a killer at it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I played goalie again when I was like a young adult. Um, I, I borrowed my buddy's stuff for uh, just a pickup game. And I was still scared as fuck as that puck coming at like, I'm not a New equipment is, because I played in the early 90s when it was still like, oh, I can't, looking back now, I'm like, I can't believe this is what I fucking want. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> my neck's all exposed, my heart, like everything. <laughs> the chest protector now is like something they wouldn't sell Canadian Tire for street hockey. They'd uh-huh. be like, oh, you can't have a small orange plastic thing hit this. It'd be too bad. I'm pucks and shit. It is the most fun thing, playing goalie, when you're playing well. Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't know. I could play forward like a motherfucker, though. No, that the only thing I missed about forward is like the fights. Sometimes when the game is, you hate that other team and you're stuck in the crease and you're like, I just want to go punch number eleven in the face. <laughs> and you're getting to watch all my friends do give it. Give him a nice blocker shot. You ever give? Uh, I, oh, of course I did that, but it's not enough to really <laughs> vent the, the frustration. But it is great being goalie in hockey when those games are happening because essentially you're like the mob boss and everyone on the team is like, I would give my life for you. <laughs> if anyone even breathes on you, I go ape shit on them. It's, it's beautiful for that. I remember when I was a kid, we played this goalie in lacrosse and this guy was so scared of the fucking ball. <laughs> so like, if you got on a breakaway, you would just start winding up like 10 feet out and he would just like cower. And then you could just like, yeah. you would, I would fake a shot and this guy would like just completely flinch and then I would just drop it in like in an opening. <laughs> the cross goalies are crazy. I remember the first lacrosse game I ever went to, the goalies come out and I was like, how the fuck are Wait, we supposed to score on RoboCop? Buddy, you can huge. run, the goalie can run down the ice or run oh, down yeah. the floor and try and score. That's when you, you're a real fucking prick team when you start bringing your goalie. <laughs> you're like, we're killing them. Let's have the goalie try and score on them. <laughs> now, lacrosse is vicious it's a great sport indoor lacrosse yeah yeah box or field yeah 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 so i i didn't know it was called box yeah box inside played one yeah i played indoor lacrosse which is the most violent thing that's ever existed fun for kids eh oh man honestly (laughs) you should get kids into mixed martial arts before indoor (laughs) lacrosse i uh i started when i was seven so it was just like you just learn how to take a hit how to give a hit and uh it's just it but it as you get older, it gets more violent. And oh, I—I I mean, a lot of times I will go on YouTube and just lacrosse fights. <laughs> they're great because they're not on skates and they can move around. Four weeks later, I got a beard, <laughs> long nails, and shit. I'm like, what time is it? We had a lacrosse fight in Pee Wee where uh, this kid's getting pummeled on the other team, and his dad jumped on the floor and like Amazing. ripped the kid off. And then this guy's dad came out, and it was just like a dad fight on the floor. Like it was. It was a fun sport. So I was 17 and we were playing um, this team that lived, uh, it was a classic, right? 45 minutes from Ottawa. So they're the small town team that's actually good. And they hate us for yeah, being yeah, from yeah. the big city. We're like, this is essentially a suburb like team. We were, we were <laughs> the small town team. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously the small town team is better. And they had <laughs> a, uh, he was at least as a 17 year old, six foot three, six foot four, 220, uh, First Nations player. Taking out a lot of his people's aggression on my people's <laughs> totally deserved. Um, and he was just killing our whole team was like so scared of him. He threw me for like four feet. So, and I was quite loud and, and uh, I was an asshole player too. And I got into it with him after the thing. And then I started walking to the bench and this dad stands up from the other team and he yells out. He goes, oh yeah, you're really going to fucking pick on him. And then I was like, 
relax, dad. And all my friends started laughing on the bench and that made him go nuts. And he stood up and he said, what did you just call me? And I said, I called you dad, you fucking dad. And he started climbing over rows of people towards me. And then I was like, are you coming to fight me, dad? How old are you at this time? 17. And I kept, okay. I, every time I called him dad, he's getting more and more enraged. And then he literally said, don't you fucking call me that again. And then there's still maybe the one of the funniest things I ever said in my life is like, okay, what is your son call you <laughs> and he just like he had to get held back from rushing our bench and i was like wow so you're 17 what like how old were you when you started lacrosse 17 oh that was your first first we, and only year my friend came Weird up to us and to was start my friend who had played lacrosse since he was a kid came up to like all we were a group of potheads mm-hmm. all fucking just and it was 17 and but we were going into first year of university i'm born in december as i've covered and he went up to all of us and said yo they're junior b lacrosse they can't even find anyone to play. Jeez. It's me and the Rodrigue brothers and one other guy. We don't have enough for a team. And he went up to all of us. We smoke weed and play street hockey together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys want to play lacrosse? Like, we never played lacrosse. He goes, they need a team. You're, you made the team if you play. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll play. And uh, yeah, I love playing defense when you get to hit people. Second that ball gets in your uh, your cradle, fucking terrifying. We, uh, we had uh, a team like that that was just so strung together. Like it was like... You didn't know if you were going to have five guys to just even play. And sometimes we'd have like an average about seven. So like two people get to sit at once. And it's just, it gets tough in a 60 minute fucking lacrosse game. But I remember we had a game uh, across the border uh, on a, on a reserve uh, town called Newtown, like uh, in New York state somewhere. And we couldn't go because half our team couldn't cross the border and i had to tell the coach be like listen these guys all have criminal records oh. and we're not allowed to cross the border and the coach was just like in shock like didn't realize the kind of degenerates he was coaching yeah bad news bears in real life is a lot <laughs> less charming uh this guy's a serial flasher he's not allowed to come <laughs> i don't know i miss that sport i wish i could still run do you think that sports is uh gives kids important lessons about life yeah, somewhat. Uh, I think uh, I think it's good for structure. I think like, especially if you're on a travel team, like a hockey team, they make you suit up and they make you like it. It just gives you basis of like just being professional, you know, just, uh, you know, look nice, act the part. Uh, you're going to these towns, you're representing. I think it's it's got some good stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of kids that are delusional that they think they're going to, this is their life and they're going to make the NHL and they might not put efforts towards in other places that really need they need to it's funny though because there are stories like i went to school with tyler kennedy who won uh one maybe two stanley cups with the pittsburgh penguins and was a producer he was third line he's good mm-hmm. i went to grade uh nine with him uh we had a few classes together we had french class together we'd always razz each other and uh he told everybody i'm gonna be in the nhl one day and they're like tyler like, you play double-A hockey, not even triple-A. <laughs> and then by the next year, it was, Tyler, you play triple-A, but you barely crack the fourth line. You never play. Mm-hmm. Okay, Trevor, or sorry, Tyler, you're number one on the triple-A. And every year, he just kept making people sound stupid. And then eventually, when he's 17, he's still getting made fun of. You're going to be in the NHL, TK? And then he's like, yeah. And they're like, you barely play in the OHL. <laughs> next year, best player on the OHL team. Next year, drafted. They're like, yeah, you're drafted, but like <laughs> fucking play. fifth round, buddy. <laughs> Just kept doing that. You get two cup rings, brings a cup to the fucking back home for a party. Yeah, to the fucking gas station where the people who told me wasn't going to make it work. So that's a great story about sports. But uh, Fill up sh- my nice SUV and you know what? Put a little squirt in Lord Stanley too, yes. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, WD-40, it gets, it gets a little bit sticky there, this old Stanley Cup from raising it over and over again. Uh, my one buddy who made the uh, NHL, uh, Zenon Konopka, he didn't make it until, like, he was, like, mid-20s. But he was, like, he was determined. And he was one of those guys that uh, Don Cherry profiles each year mm-hmm. during the playoffs. He was one of those guys, like, the, the guys who haven't been drafted yet. Oh, I know who he is. He is number one of the number one names in NHL history. Who? Kanopka. You know Kanopka? Always got, loved his name. It was hard to forget. He's got, uh, he, I think he was several years in a row, most penalty minutes in the league. Yeah, oh yeah. So he was a good goon. There's some, um, hockey is number one sport for names because like there's no other sport that combines the names as maybe the NBA comes close because yeah. you got those crazy made up names, <laughs> which is, Meta World Peace is incredible. There's a jer- there's an actual used jersey with a world piece on the back. Pretty fucking amazing. 
I don't think he knew what the word what about, uh, meant. What about the XFL? He hate me. Remember him? Those aren't the real names. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, though? Okay. Like in, in hockey, you get like the most Canadian name you've ever fucking. Oh, it comes Gordy Clark coming up the wing. He passes across to Magnus Arvidsson. And he's like, well, what the fuck am I listening or watching to? A lot of good Russian names in hockey. Oh, my God. It's hard to tell because of what, maybe they made the name so good. But, like, <laughs> even Alex Ovechkin sounds so good. Pavel Bure. They all actually sound amazing. Konstantinov. <sighs> Poor guy. Fedorov. Fedorov. They sound like, uh, you know, Fedorov double agents. Good. good good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Konstantinov ain't no double agent no more. I hope Ovet. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I know who can too soon a 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> So goddamn personal. I hope I'm going to double load in his diaper right now. <laughs> he's got. Yeah, take that. Oh, fuck. Oh, that, I feel so bad. Oh, man. Yeah, that was really funny when they like brought him on the ice uh, in a wheelchair to hold the cup. Yeah. And, oh, no, that wasn't inf- stick, funny. That was inspiring and beautiful. Stick that you cup on his lap, eh? <laughs> Why don't you go spin him out on his fucking wheelchair in the center ice? I want to know if they picked up a free agent that year. That had not won the cup. And they're like, he just didn't win it last year. I mean, <laughs> how about I get a lap first? How about I get a lap first? My favorite Stanley Cup moment ever was uh, when um, Joe Sackick just grabbed the cup and didn't even hoist it. Just Ray handed Bork. it to Burke. Or Bork, sorry. <laughs> Ray Burke, Bork, my favorite Ray Bork. Ray Bork. And uh, it was just like one of those, you know, you, you, you kind of skip a beat there. Get a little tear in your eye. That part up. made a tear in your eye, but... A guy whose limousine crashes the night he's out celebrating his Stanley Cup win, and then he is paralyzed for the rest of his life as fodder for comedy. Yeah, but that this guy, is what I love about you. That guy's Russian. Russian. <laughs> I'm going to finish the sentence with you. Russian. He's a Russian. He's not a person. He's not a person. Listen, Russians are people, unless we're talking hockey here, then they're our mortal fucking enemy, okay? I love that if you were an amazing Soviet Union hockey player and you wanted to play to the NHL, it was like your life was on the line to escape that country. Yeah. There are amazing stories about, like, uh, they went to the airport with their other team, pretended they forgot their luggage, and then got on a plane to Chicago for the draft and had to have, like, Clinton sign some shit. It's fucking awesome. That's nuts, man. Well, I'm glad all that nonsense is over. Yeah, I'm glad Russia is. We're all living nice and happy. World peace is upon us, and it's going great, guys. Look, Just look look out the studio window here at this beautiful, beautiful city. It's going to fall apart soon. That gardener's going to fall over. Everything's falling apart. We're all well, everything's things. falling apart in this post-91-1 world. Or what, was, <laughs> what was it called? What was it called? Uh, 900 and... Uh, shit. I don't know. I knew the nine. There was a nine. Eleven. Do you ever watch those 9-11 conspiracy videos? God, no. Really? No, I don't fuck... Do you, do you buy into conspiracies? I don't buy into conspiracies necessarily. That's what I'll say. I did watch those planes hit those towers live on TV. So did I. I don't think there's any conspiracy behind that. No, I don't... I just think that conspiracy videos are super interesting for so many reasons. Because you 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 watch them and you're it's it, you can you can instantly especially if you're stoned buy into why people bought into this so hard mm-hmm. but then at the same time also see like wow how did you guys buy into this so hard though yeah. like I get it but then <laughs> I don't get it but it's like everything like I don't know man everyone's gonna try to debunk everything I think somebody definitely landed on the moon I don't think that was in a the funniest part about that is the people that believe that it's like, do you know how many times that's been independently verified? Do you know how much China or Russia would love to be like, yo, check it out. No, the, the flag's still up there. You yeah. dumb shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But 9-11 conspiracies, like, I was there to watch it. So it is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, the moon landing ones. I'm like, oh, this is boring almost. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. Kennedy. Kennedy, that one's real. I Definitely believe there's a second shooter on that grassy. That's what. That's all I can say about it. (laughs) I don't know if it was uh, the Cubans or the. Could have been Oswald's buddy for all I fucking know. There was. There's no fucking way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the 9/11 ones are really interesting to me because it's just like it's so funny. I love also with conspiracy theorists when they. Well, it was an inside. Why? The Kennedy (laughs) shooting is different because there was all these witnesses going. Yeah, we saw shots coming from over there. Where the where the nine eleven conspiracies are? Oh, that place was rigged to blow. Yeah, like just <laughs> dynamite everywhere. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I love how they're like, a building doesn't just collapse when a giant jet is flown four hundred miles. No, it does. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? 
but also the thing with 9-11 conspiracies that they always say is um oh it was to to invade iraq like do you know anything about the american foreign policy <laughs> they don't give they don't need a reason they don't fucking care <laughs> and also if they they wouldn't have faked 9-11 and then blamed it on al-qaeda they would have blamed it on iraq directly <laughs> and it's funny the other thing about last thing i'll say is they, they do all these mental gymnastics like you know the conspiracy around 9-11 is what was actual fact that the u.s government acknowledges why do you guys still deal with saudi arabia if all of those hijackers were from fucking saudi arabia it's all business, man. Exactly. That's that's the thing with conspiracy theorists. It's like you guys are missing what's in plain sight, what is told to us about facts. And if you guys devoted all your energy to that, like if when polled, thirty three percent, I think is the number on nine eleven. Don't believe the officials. Thirty three percent of Americans. If you had a poll that was like thirty three percent of Americans still want anybody to answer why the fuck Saudi Arabia, <laughs> who funds more terrorism than any country, is in bed with us so deeply. No one asked that, and it's. All facts. So we all got to drive a car, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not ask too many questions, all right? Oh, I love it. You're going to have to plug your fucking hybrid in soon enough, yeah, assholes. <laughs> yeah, I just got an idea for podcast. No questions allowed. <laughs> just, just two. be only comedians yelling over each other. <laughs> just observational things in a podcast. Look at that building there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's get back on track here, man. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're going off in a conspiracy theory land here. Yeah, we got to, I got to nine, I'll get to nine 11 conspiracy pretty quick. <laughs> <at podcast>. Um, <laughs> uh, anything about those Raptors? Well, I'll tell you what, it seems like an inside job. Speaking of <laughs> definitely Lowry had something to do. With it. <laughs> it's like that, uh, eight man out. Was that the, uh, the baseball thing? Where the uh, those guys all bet against themselves to lose a World Series? The White Sox. Yeah, Shoeless Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm. The 1919 Sons White of Sox. bitches, eh? Oh, well. uh, they, so They I, all came back and field a dream. Apparently, so. Shoeless Joe actually wasn't in on it. He's, and if you look at his stats from the World Series that year, unbelievable. The guy batted like 500. Yeah, he's, he's always claimed that he had nothing to do with it. If you look at the stats, it's like he did a pretty shitty job of throwing it. Mm-hmm. But, Portrayed I mean, by Ray Liotta in the 1986 movie Field of Dreams, everyone. Starring Kevin Costner, who would go on. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin who just Costner. turned into CBC Radio. <laughs> uh, you said you were uh, heading to university at a young age of seventeen. Well, yeah, I'm born in December, right? Yeah, I so. guess because that's the one difference between our ages. Uh, OAC. Somewhere, be- somewhere between me and you, there was no OAC or grade thirteen, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, that that uh, that sounds so dumb at the time and then now look back you're like oh there should be 13 yeah like in high school where, did you go away to school nope okay well that's that's not that bad but like say a 17 year old kid like some farm kid comes to york and he's Dead. never yeah just never experienced a city you don't know what the fuck you're doing and that's why i don't think like uh like american drinking ages that's fucked man that's just a recipe for disaster i'm under the feeling like uh like european countries where there's no drinking age it's just ease everybody into it instead mm-hmm. of like sending some 17 year old kid to a new city and he's never gotten drunk before and then he's just fucked you know i mean yeah, that is really interesting i would say it's hilarious they're like you can vote but you can't drink like yeah. well i mean what go to war in here go to war you can take a bullet but not a silver bullet come on trudeau you're right come on besides the joke and the trudeau reference <laughs> <laughs> you're right that is a much better point i was like drive a car well they should go to war and die before yeah um so I went to school in Ottawa. Um, what did you take? I majored in... Hit- so I applied to film school. Right. Mel Hoppenheim's film school in Montreal. I didn't get in, and I was such a pessimistic fatalist, even now, but more as a kid, that I went, oh, I guess my showbiz dreams are dead forever. <laughs> I, that was my will to win. Was I got rejected from one film school? <laughs> Better start doing blow and, and uh, <laughs> just giving up on uh, every dream I've had. So I went to Ottawa U, or no, sorry, Carleton. I majored in history. My plan was, I guess I'll be a teacher after uh, university is done. And then uh, I discovered weed literally like three weeks before year one at university started. So you're 17, that's when you like start drinking? I had, no, I had smoked weed a couple times, maybe like 10 times throughout high school. I drank all the time. I started drinking when I was in grade eight. As you do in uh, Ontario. It just seems so normal. Like, um, but weed seemed like the bad guy. Um, 
Yeah, and I was already smoking cigarettes, hacking darts. Uh, I had done shrooms, and then universities when I was on a dangerous path here, eh? Yeah. So when's the uh, when's the hard drugs kick in? <laughs> it's hilarious. My post secondary education pursuits, if you graft it with my drug use. It does not take a mathematician to analyze this data. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. It's well, like, I see a spike in the cocaine yeah. and a little lull in oh, the attended, social studies. Attended, <laughs> attended classes, September, October, November. Decent. Normal missed amount for a kid who likes to also party and stuff. Does cocaine for the first time, December of that year. Literally went till one class second semester. Jesus. So and you- it was because they were showing Annie Hall. In film school, and I was like, heard a lot about this Woody Allen guy. Let's go watch one of his movies. Did you, uh, did you flunk out? Yeah. Yeah? I went, uh, at the end of year one, actually, no, that's not true. They put me on academic uh, probation. probation, but like a severe kind. They, I think I needed to like, I couldn't fail another class for the duration of my time. I, they were like, we've seen enough. And I was like, so have I. And where's it like, I guess your dad's nine hours away. How's the authority with mom? Like, can she, does she have control over you or... Uh, I love my mom. She's like a cliche, strong, single mother. She went back to school mm-hmm. uh, to get her degree, to get a better job, to pay for her kids. She drove us around to hockey practice. Unbelievable lover. Uh, the power of denial. All all addicts I've talked to, they're like, I can't believe my friends and family didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, especially when my cocaine use ramped up after I flunked out and I started doing stand-up. And I was like, oh, this is part of the job, like mm-hmm. an idiot. I lost about 20 pounds in like two and a half months you're a big fat guy too. oh yeah and my mom thought i had listeriosis <laughs> which was this rare meat infection because maple leaf had some like tainted meat it was a big news story at yeah, that yeah, time yeah. they did a canada-wide recall and my mom watching me just crying at random times <laughs> not sleeping and losing weight was like he's got that listeriosis i bet so did it just like you just dove in head first or what? No, actually my cocaine use was pretty like, I think I, I, so I did it the first time when I was 18 and then it was like a few months later. I was like, right, that was so much fun. And then it was like a monthly thing for a good year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I started feeling like, well, I mean, it's great once a month. It's once a weekend. Yeah. And then I got just for last when I was 22, I was a few years into comedy and uh, that was the moment I probably should have cleaned up. But instead, it made me go like, oh, I'm invincible. I, I can do whatever I want all the time. This is the drug crazy part of my career. And yeah. that was insane to think about now. I, I, I'm always sad I missed that phase of my career. Maybe it's not too late. Eh? <laughs> I'm well, pushing 40. That's a good time to start getting into the blow, eh? Don't, I mean, do it before. No, I, I'm not, I, I have no intention. I, uh, I, I know myself, and I know. Right, we talked about this. You've never done it before. Yeah, and I know, I know I'd like it, and I would keep liking it a lot. Um, it's a stimulant, so I mean, I'm not trying to sell you on cocaine. <laughs> Do you have any on you? No, no. <laughs> you know what's funny? I look back now at cocaine specific. It gives me because every now and again I'll still want a cigarette or or certainly a drink, and I'll look back at cocaine now because yeah, I haven't done it in three years, but. It was one bump three years ago, and the time before that was like two years ago. Okay. So I, I pretty much quit five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had one bump in five years, and looking back now, it's like, oh, it dis- it actually disgusts me. That's like with me and cigarettes. Like yeah. I, uh, I, like just watching somebody have a cigarette. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't understand because I got past it. Like why somebody would still be that stupid? Because I know, like that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever done to my body and I did it for a long time and I did it a lot like I, I was a pack a day smoker for a long time and now I look back and I'm like I could never I never even think of having a puff again it never ends with cigarettes that was the thought that really got me able to quit cigarettes I was like it sounds stupid but like I was like the only way that I can truly be satiated from cigarettes is if I quit Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that t- takes care of all of these problems. Yeah. It's like a never-ending cigarette if you quit. Because if you continue to smoke, you're always dealing with cravings. And the problem with the cigarettes, too, they it's used as such a crutch for quitting so many other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, go to a fucking NAA meeting, everyone's smoking, everyone's like, you just, it's because... I don't know, it's so readily available, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. They tell you when you first uh, rehab, sobriety, whatever, they're like, keep smoking if you're a smoker. Do not do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that now. But I do think there is a level of when you've already quit. I know a bunch of people who they go to AA, they've been clean for like eight years. They still smoke cigarettes. I'm like, 
you can you can do this now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? You quit black tar heroin? <laughs> like, Demoriers are going to bring you down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get it. I mean, it's tough. I still feel like... I have, I have smoking dreams. Yeah, that's fucked. That's, and I, I wake up, I'm like, I don't smoke again, do I? Because in the dream, I just, I have a smoke, and then I'm like, well, better go buy a pack. This is my life now. <laughs> I think that's the number one thing with cigarettes that everyone, because everyone cites that, oh, it's the hardest thing to quit of all of them. That doesn't mean physically it's harder or mentally. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's the hardest part about quitting cigarettes is, for instance, when I did that bump of cocaine at that strip club in Montreal three years ago, it made me remember like, fuck, what? this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. You know, several hours later. Um, <laughs> with cigarettes, Good it's bump. like you do that one and you just go like, ah, fuck. Well, now I have yeah, to. I'll smoke tonight. Yeah. I'll, I'll get back off it tomorrow. But like that's because uh, every smoker has tried to quit so many times that it's just like I know now. Like, I have not had a puff of a cigarette since, like, I quit fucking eight years ago or something. And I know that, because w- it's such a weird thing, smoking, that it'll, it can switch back to a habit just like that. Oh, God, yeah. So I know everyone who did quit and then went back, all, none of them said to me at first, I've just decided to be a smoker again. <laughs> not one of them. Every, they all play that justification game, right? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be easy on myself, or I don't want to beat myself up about this too much. You know, I quit for two months, so I know I can do it, and no, right now can't. I need them. No, no, no. That's all the language. Quit for got five years, then you know you can do it. Yeah. That's really well said. How long have you been out of cigarettes? July 1st, 2017, so about 10 months. Okay. 10 months. Yeah, it's Over still early. Months. It is still early, and I'm trying to remind myself of that. Because mm-hmm. it is, um, since I started puffing uh, on the old Mary Jane again. Yeah, how's that? How's that? Uh, the forte back into that? Not bad? Oh, you'll love this story. I, can't, I didn't realize I didn't tell you this. Uh, it's a little visual, but it will be fine. <laughs> I'll explain it when we really the punchline. So I'm, I smoked for the first time in uh, over a year uh, in early April, and I instantly got paranoid. And like fucking real paranoid. <laughs> and I was high school high off three tokes, which I used to smoke an ounce a week. Yeah. And I was, I called my friend and I was like, oh man, I'm fucking losing it. And I was like, I'm trying to talk myself down the same way I talked down to other people when they would be too high off weed. I'd remind them that in the millions and millions of times human beings have smoked weed, no one's ever died from it. <laughs> and I'm still trying to convince myself that I won't die because I'm fucking losing <laughs> it right now. Whole deal, big time. <laughs> then the second day at time I smoked was amazing. You know, that's the way it goes. So I'm at my girlfriend's mom's house where I was staying before our place got ready for us. And my girlfriend's mom knew I smoked a joint. Uh, so I, I smoked a joint. I hang out with my girlfriend, her mom, her sister. We're telling old family stories. I'm laughing hysterically. Everyone smoke? No, just, just me. You. So they're laughing at me a bit too. Like, oh my God, he's so, he's going <laughs> to stop eating ice cream. And, but we're all laughing and uh, telling old stories. And there's this notepad that's always on their uh, kitchen island. And I keep going over there every two minutes and I'm writing furiously, Jeff, like just nonstop. And I'm laughing as I'm writing and they're like, what are you writing? I'm like, bits. And I, at one point actually looked up from the notepad and said, I forgot how much dope shit I write when I'm high. <laughs> at the end of the night, my girlfriend's mom is about to go to bed. And then she, wa- a piece of paper? she walks by the island and she says, Alex, do you need these notes that you were writing? And I immediately recognize like, oh, that tone is trouble. And I'm like, what the fuck is on that pad? Because I'm just thinking like, this could be anything. And then my girlfriend looks goes over, looks at it. Her sister does. They literally fall over laughing. I spent an hour and 15 minutes writing this at that table. It's three question marks and one word that says w- when? when, W-H-E-N. Yeah. When? You didn't write anything. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, they, they were they were transfixed. They started looking around for other papers. There was no other papers? No, no. And they were like, what the fuck were you writing? And I went, I can explain myself. The thoughts were coming too fast and furious that my hand couldn't keep up with it. They were like, I saw your hand moving. And I was like, must have been on the air. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot to click the pen open. <laughs> <laughs> If we get a, a pencil and I shade, I can tell you everything that's there. It'll be written. Oh, funny. Um, so you got a you got your lady friend now. You moved in. First woman you ever lived with. Yep. Yeah. How's first it? partner I've ever. First lived partner with. you've ever lived with. You've mm-hmm. li- had girl roommates. That, uh, uh, one time I lived with just my sister and my mom. Okay. Well, that's not. That's just family. Okay. Then yeah. First. Well, no. I lived with girl roommates before. 
Yeah, okay. You know how to put the seat down then, right? Yeah, just about. <laughs> just about. Just about. No upper deckers. I know what it's about. And how long have you been with this girl? One year, May 1st, so like, I don't know, a year and three weeks. Okay, so you uh, you didn't you didn't move right in after a few months? No, but we did say, I, I did tell her I loved her after like 26 days. 26 days? I Something like that, some shit like that. I was just, I was over a month. I've never been like that before. We literally... Well, that's a good thing, man. Like, I know. That's the whole idea of it. You're like, and we're fucking old. I don't, she's not that old, but we're, you know, we're in our 30s and you got to... Do you really want to beat around the bush with just some thing that you're going to bang for a bit until something better comes around? Or you want to just, you know, find something you like and acknowledge that you like it? Yeah. Well, after two weeks, too, we were both saying, like, this is this is crazy. Like, it's but, good. We, but we know it. When yeah. it clicks, it clicks. And it's a good thing. Um, and she's a comedian. Yeah. Well, I just said that word for Kira because she listens and hates <laughs> the word comedian. She's your an next, actress and a comedian. Your next broad coming to the, <laughs> the stage. Uh, yeah, her name's Laura. She's super talented. She hasn't been doing it that long. She's very funny. She's already been offered a couple shows that I've never done, which <laughs> legit hurt. Legit. That's the problem with dating a comic, though, because it's always going to be a... Uh, it always turns into a competition. I heard know? that from a lot of people, and I've dated comedians before. Uh, well, a comedian, and I never felt that way. And then this time, she was—I can say the show—and uh, it's no, I'm not offended by them. I'll wait till we're off the air. I'll talk about it. But um, she, Laura, like came home. She was like, "Oh, I just worked with so and so, and yeah, no, I'm doing Laugh Sabbath next week." I'm like. I've, no, I've known. I've never done that. I, I'm show. like, I've known and worked with those fucks for like, and I just had lunch with uh, Dave in Brooklyn like a couple weeks ago, and he's like, fucking 14 years I was friends with those guys before they asked me to do their show. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, what the fuck? I was like, I t she told me, she's like, I did it last time. And then she tries to make it better, right? Because I'm like, I've never done their fucking show. And then she went, no, it's because I just worked with so and so. I was like, I've worked with so and so lots of fucking times. Okay, you're not going to make me feel better about this. I, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know who I, I've asked somebody to be on that show. I may have, might have asked their fucking fan page or something, mm -hmm. or, but I don't really give two shits, man. I mean, uh, that's nice. Again, I wish I was more like Jeff Paul. No. I give a shit about everything. Uh, yeah, I don't, nothing bothers me. Like, if I, they don't want me on my show, I'll go find a different show to do. Like, what the fuck does it, who gives a shit? There's always going to be more shows. And I don't know. It's, it's tough because I dated a comedian and uh, she thought it was a competition, not a relationship. And she was, um, like your situation, a few years behind me in the comedy game. And she would, like, question shit I'm getting. She's like, why are you getting that? I'm That's like, Cause, so Because I fucking earned it. That's why I'm getting it, you know? She's like, well, I'm funny. I'm like, fucking go earn it, you know? No, see, that's the thing is I legit think she is hilarious on stage and off. So I was never <laughs> that, you know what I mean? And before, you know, I, I thought... No, the last Sabbath thing pisses me off. I, there's no other way, <laughs> no other way to say it. No, I've been, I've been totally on board with everything she's got even the last Sabbath thing wasn't the first thing i said i was like oh that's amazing did the her thing and then i went but what the fuck are we doing <laughs> and you never frame it as why did you get it it's why didn't i yeah, yeah you gotta yeah. do that to your friends there's too. plenty of room for it you must have this happen with your friends in co on comedy yeah but um yeah I, uh, I don't know i most most of my friends are better comics you know like not better like than me better in general, you know, like they're good comics. Mm -hmm. So like if, you know, you, the, the weak link starts getting things that you're not getting, you're like, wait, maybe I'm the weak link. <laughs> <laughs> My friends from uh, Ottawa. No, I was the one getting everything. Mm -hmm. so it was very, and then, you know, you move here and you're like, well, I'm not the boy prince of this city right away. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere you go, man. It takes time. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, of course. Um, we've been doing an hour. How are you feeling? I'm good. I, I'm concerned about the amount of planes and how low they fly here. Well, there's a but fucking. I don't want to start. We can see the airport. Of course, I know, low. but I'm not used to. Are it. they gonna come in and just Why the fuck not look drop a couple thousand feet right above the airport? <laughs> also, I don't have a, a fear of heights, but I don't like a whole wall that's a window. I just realized how right. fucking terrifying this. Never no sleeps network. We are not fucking around over this here. This is what the never. Is, now I get it. This is the second solarium in this place. <laughs> eh? Look, there's another solarium right there. That's them too. Lord almighty. Two solariums. Um, all right. We're going to do some plug-in. I think we got everything we need from you. I got, every, I got everything I need. You got a new dog with your girl. You're a happy man. Things Otis. are going good. 
You got a Canadian Comedy Award nomination that people get out there and vote for Alex Wood quits everything. And don't even worry about voting for the Vesta friends. <laughs> They're here on Never Sleeps Network, but you know what? I just look back and Ross is staring at a fucking... It's so fun to do that. Someone's in a room and you can see them and you're swagging something they do. Um, but uh, get out there, vote for Alex. Uh, you got anything coming up? You want to plug your socials, anything? What do you want? Where, do, where can people find you, man? I'm doing the Toronto Fringe. Fringe. Based off of my podcast, so it's called Alex Wood Quits Everything. It's a Fringe show. There's an article in the Toronto Star coming out about it close, but the dates are July 4th through the something-ish. Wow. Happy Independence Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today we celebrate. I'm just going to read the Independence Day film. Why not? Every character. Bill Bill Pullman's speech. That's your your show. (laughs) Yeah. That's for sure. This was supposed to be 60 minutes, sir. This was 45 seconds. I just paid $10 for it. Yeah, but I ended strong. I can do it it again 58 more times if you want. Uh, Too good. And Alex and myself... uh, well, well, this comes out on Monday, so we'll say this week we are both competing in Series XM Top Comic. Uh, so come out. Uh, we're at I'm at Yuck Yucks on Wednesday. He's there Thursday. So come check us out. If you're late listening to this, then you missed the fucking show, and we've already been bumped for some box checker. Anyway, guys, let's not get crazy. Eh? <laughs> Where's your uh, what's your Twitter? All that stuff. Where can we find you, man? Wood Comedy. W-O-O-D-C-O-M-E-D-Y. All one word. Wood Comedy. All lowercase. Wood Comedy. Uh, you got a website? Woodcomedy.com? You're goddamn right. Twitter, yeah. Instagram. It's all Wood Comedy. Fuck yeah, man. And I'm all Jeff Paul Comedy. You guys know where to find me. Uh, and of course, every single Wednesday night at the Underground Comedy Club for Dope and Mike Comedy, guys. A lot of comedy out there. Go see it. Uh, go vote for Alex Wood for the CCA's uh, best audio show for his podcast. Alex Wood quits everything. Guys, thanks for listening. Alex, thank you for coming down here. I have to go eat some chicken that my vegan girlfriend's cooking for me right now. Thanks for having me, buddy. I don't want to end this on too serious a note, but I did want to say uh, you specifically or a guy whose podcast I've done. Hey, he's done my podcast, hey. everyone. This is great. All right, guys, come back and listen to us soon. You know where we are here. Potato Files, Never Sleeps Network. Bye-bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.